1: Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P.com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply.
0: Hello, I'm Scott Stockton. I'm Evan Novi Williams, and this is the Sportacast.
1: So, Super Bowl? To watch the whole thing, were you at halftime, this is over, third quarter, this is over. Where were you, Evan?
0: I watched the entire thing. Um, and I watched did watched most of the ads as well. I feel like usually by the end of the game, I, I've, I've tuned out for large portions of it, but I, I watched pretty much the whole thing, including the halftime show. I'm dying to get your thoughts.
1: Uh, I'd like him to have an E in his name, just like I'd like you not to have an <laughs> underscore. Throws me off a little bit. Weak <laughs> underscore end. But, you know, we're going to get to the ads in a minute, but I will say something right now about the halftime show in the weekend. It is the first time I have ever seen my 11-year-old son want to watch it dance and sing. Now, how important is it to the NFL that an 11-year-old was up dancing and singing and when I started naming other people previous, I'm like, well, he may be the least famous person to ever do the halftime show. And then we went down the list and, you know, my son was like, no, no, Weekend is more famous than Prince. (laughs) i'm like no i don't really think he is but the kid liked it that's pretty darn important for the nfl
0: your son didn't get up for j-lo and
1: shakira last year
0: didn't get up for for j-lo and shakira did not
1: get up for j-lo and shakira but really did enjoy the weekend knew almost all the songs. one of them said i didn't realize this was the weekend but he liked the song there you go
0: so among 11 year olds uh smash hit for the for the weekend
1: yeah as is despite the loss and this is kind of the take that Sportico took in its story while Pat Mahomes took this one on the chin, literally and figuratively. Um, he did nothing to damage his his status as sort of the cool, young, still player of the future that kids can relate to. My son was watching, again, I always go with this sort of focus group of one with Jackson because I know he and his friends are saying the same thing every time they're texting or whatever it is they're doing back and forth. Uh, like when he was parallel to the ground in that Bobby Orr-esque and he, how far did he chuck it? I don't know, 40 yards, however far. I don't, I don't want to exaggerate. I don't know how far it was, but it was really far for a guy who had no body part on the ground. And it went off the receiver's face. I mean, only if he could have completed that play, even if it was a losing effort, may have been the best play in Super Bowl history if he can actually make that catch. But watching Mahomes just run for his life the entire game, he was darn exciting. And, and kids dig it. I mean, he is going to be even though Tom Brady has seven and probably going to go for eight next year, uh, Mahomes is sort of the face that uh, of the young NFL man. Kids like him.
0: Scott, I've never seen a game end and have more highlights of incomplete passes shared yeah. than I did after this one. And and you're right, the, the amount that he had to move, some of the throws he made with with pressure, with his body contorted in different ways. Uh, and you're right, I, I do wonder if you know if that was a different quarterback who lost. 31 to 9 in the Super Bowl if there would be you know even close to as much attention paid to the to the losing quarterback as there was on the other side of the ball you mentioned seven World Series there's wow well, World Series Super Bowl rings for Tom Brady more than any other single NFL franchise a number that got tossed around a lot uh, right after the game. what do we make of this he's you know the goat gets used a lot this is a seems to be a solidifying reputation anchoring the Bowl title for him. The first one he gets outside of new England.
1: I don't care. I, I don't think he needed any of that to begin with, but seven of 10, seven in total is unbelievable no matter where you're playing, who you're playing with, but it, it does really show. And this game in particular, and I didn't know going in, cause you know, I'm not really an X's and O's guy when it comes to any of these sports, but when they said pregame, and I did not know this, which is why I did not bet any money on this. I mean, someone like you who's in the know probably should have. But as soon as I heard that the two starting tackles for the Chiefs would not be playing in this game, I said, this will not be close. That There's a reason Michael Lewis wrote the blind side about the left tackle for a righty quarterback and the right tackle for a lefty quarterback, because you ain't going to see it coming <laughs> if your tackle's cannot help and not to discredit, but the the guys who did play, but it was obvious from the get go. And I wrote a column years ago. I don't even remember which Super Bowl it was to tell you the truth, but it might have been the one New England and the Giants or not, I really don't remember. But I remember saying all I needed to know about whether the Patriots at the time won or lost this game would be told in grass stains. Like if Tom Brady didn't have any grass stains on his uniform. I would have told you they won the game. That's how important it is. And I know we're getting a little X and O, but that doesn't hurt even in the business of sports to talk about these guys and how they go about their business. And Michael Lewis making tons of money for left tackles in the, in the NFL, because it all comes down to that. It's salary cap management. Uh, you already have players in Tampa Bay saying, hey, if you need me to sacrifice some of my cash to bring this thing back so we can do it again, they're already doing that. It, which happened is, in new is the England kind of league, for 15 yeah, years just ex- absolutely and I wouldn't be surprised if, if TB says the same thing you know what you need me to extend one so it's a lesser cap hit this year let's go for it let's bring everybody back but it, it really does emphasize the business side of football you need to have those front guys you need to have the backups and how you allocate those dollars that, that really can make the difference as to whether or not you can win or lose and survive an injury
0: Shifting to off-field business for a second, but staying on Tom Brady, I wonder if one of the biggest winners here isn't TB12, the TB12 method, his his privately owned health, wellness, quasi-science brand that he launched a number of years ago. The biggest selling point, or, or really the only selling point for a lot of those products is I'm 43 years old. I've won seven Super Bowl titles. I'm defying age on the field every Sunday. And yesterday's game, Sunday's game, did nothing but further solidify the fact that Tom Brady appears to have done something, whether it's his process, whether it's good genetics, whether it's luck, a a combination of the three, he has done something that seems to have defied conventionally the way people think about how athletes age.
1: I would think the only other, uh, I would say, best-selling point for TB12 is that I am not a regular user of the product. (laughs) So that, right? I would be the antithesis of Tom Brady and the TB12 method, which means yeah, that whether you wear a sunscreen,
0: wheat. Scott. Yeah,
1: exactly. Whether <laughs> it's wheatgrass or alfalfa sprouts, whatever it is yeah, it's not just a number as Mike McCann pointed out in his pre-Super Bowl story. It's not just a number, the age 43. It could also be the best marketing tool he's got because his excellence on the field, his, his youth, <laughs> his ability to take these hits and come back and play everything. I mean, I, I don't know if people are haven't reached 40 and you are not there yet I'm not sure you can really appreciate sort of maybe you can a little bit because you're a big time athlete you do all that you know endurance stuff but like your lower back starts to hurt doing nothing you know you get very tight in the hamstrings it's a the reason they say father time is undefeated mm. but boy the biggest challenger we've seen so far has been Tom Brady and I agree with you uh, people may just want to start sampling his lifestyle to see if whether it's just straight up genetics or if there's something they can do to sort of help them obviously not become a seven-time Super Bowl winning quarterback, but get out of bed without groaning in the morning, a la me.
0: For, for people who aren't too familiar with TB12, it's a, the company sells its equipment, workout equipment. There's supplements and food. There's training programs. Tom Brady published a book about the method a number of years ago, which I've actually read almost all of, Scott. There's some, I there's knew some it. Weird, there's some weirdness in there. The Drinking water so he doesn't need sunscreen is certainly a bizarre one. Another one that people focus a lot on, his idea of pliable muscles, that that he believes that when he gets hit by a tackler, he can mentally deflect the force of the hit from the place where he's being contacted throughout all of his bodies when they're in their all of his muscles when they're pliable. And that prevents it from getting concussions and things like that. So so we're talking about that kind of level of, and I don't think there's been many clinical studies backing up a lot of the stuff in the book. Yeah, something but, tells me
1: the, the FDA probably would not say that this stuff has been proven. Exactly.
0: The, the $200 Under Armour pajamas, which get a lot of attention, you know, they're part of the TB12 method as well. But, you know, for every year that he continues to defy age, I would imagine, you know, the TB12 T sales tick up a little bit.
1: Well, there was that one hit late in the game where Mahomes got it high, low, left, right. Three guys converged mm-hmm. at once. Whatever Tom was taking that can help him deflect concussions and aches and pains and pliability of muscles, he needed a double, a double heaping of scoop right there because oh, that, that was one where I think everybody at home just went, oh my God.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he earned his
1: paycheck on that one.
0: A lot of groans also in the advertising. What did you think of the ads? Well, I, I'm going to go again with my son and I'm going with the
1: fact that reaching a new generation and and Pepsi brought back the old star the all stars right the the I'm sorry Anheuser Bush now who was it
0: the Bud Light all stars yeah. legends okay Bud Bud okay
1: yeah Bud Light Bud Light right right because right they had the night there we go see so you can't even this is the problem with Super Bowl ads I can never remember the product in which it's for I'll remember what happened in the commercial but then I'm like who's that for so if I don't remember that perhaps not as effective but I did not anticipate if you had told me at the start of the Super Bowl that I would be explaining to my son the concept of Beavis and Butt like, he was like, what is that? Who were they? So, of course, we went right to YouTube and I had to show him some things. And now, of course, he'll be screaming, you know, with his head over his shirt for, for quite some time. But the one that I thought was really effective, not only the Reddit, but that was yep. not a national ad. That was sort of a regional target, big market ad. Extremely five effective. Second five ad. seconds. Because, it, yeah, five seconds, it, it made people go and look up. Wait, what, what did I miss something? Was there something wrong? So it got the conversation going. Um, but the one that for me that stood out was the Verizon 5G commercial because it centered on a topic that was so central to my son's life, but not me. Like I watched it. and was like, okay, yeah, fine. I get it. But, but Jackson actually looked at me afterward and he said, dad, did you get that? Do you understand that commercial? Because it was about gamers complaining that they lost because they had latency. They didn't have a good connection. And I was like, yeah, Jackson, I get it. The gamer was blaming his bad Internet connection because it wasn't. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what it is, because that happens all the time when we're playing Cod. Call of Duty. Thank you. Cool. Dead when I'm playing Cod and if somebody loses, they'll blame it like, oh, I was glitching or I was, you know, whatever. He he goes on and on. But he was so conversant about 5G and and gaming and the technology. It spoke to him. He really wanted to discuss it because it was pertinent to his life. And we keep saying the NFL has to find a way to find new fans. So many of the advertisers went nostalgic, like old man me, like you're in the middle, but old man me. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that, that really goes back a ways. I get it. Okay. But then they all of a sudden made something that was so pertinent to an 11-year-old. I was like, good for you. And the NFL probably loved it too.
0: I've got I've got three quick advertising thoughts. Go. One, there's Go. a lot of hard seltzer out there. Yeah, <laughs> every, everybody seems to be making a hard seltzer. Number two, every year, whoever's broadcasting the game holds a number of slots back for their own promotion. They're promoting their own shows. The value that CBS got from all of the Paramount Plus, particularly having a game at a time when you're launching and trying to get off the ground, your brand new streaming service that has prior shows, new shows, franchises, maybe sports in the future. Um, that seemed incredibly valuable and it seemed like there was more of that. I don't know what the final numbers were for CBS, how close they were to sold out if they were sold out, but we're talking, you know, maybe e- easily a hundred million dollars worth of ad space there that CBS held this year to promote shows and, and Paramount plus particularly. And then the third, which just kind of caught me, it made me a little uneasy, the NFL Inspire Change ad. I don't know if you caught that. You know where the NFL was touting the the two hundred and fifty million dollars they've donated to fight systemic racism, which is a lot of money and should not be should not be diminished. But the use of players kneeling during national anthems. You know, just just a few yeah. years after what happened with with Colin Kaepernick, the first to kneel. You know, never played in the NFL again. Um, that, that that felt a little uh, a little bit much for me, and I was honestly surprised that the NFL would w- would air that ad with with players kneeling directly in it.
1: Well, you know, it felt a little too much for me, and I didn't really, I wonder about the effectiveness, and that was Springsteen and Jeep. Mm. Sort of this, we need to meet the middle, common ground. After what happened at the Capitol, I just don't know. Are things so polarized? Does Bruce Springsteen pulling up in a Jeep and say, we have to come together? I mean, That just doesn't seem doable to me. I, I like, feel
0: like that ad it, happens every year. It's a different car company, and, and it's a different actor or celebrity voiceover. But the, the, that, whether it's GM in years past in my mind or or even someone, Chevrolet, someone else, the the long-winded celebrity talking about America ad seems to be a consistent year-over-year trope. But you're right, it, it rings a little differently in, in, in 2021, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, I read something apparently, like Jeep has been trying to chase down Bruce to do that for a decade. And he finally uh, agreed to do it. Maybe he thought, like, I have to do my part to try and heal or bring together. But hmm. I, I just in such a polarized... Uh, moment. I, I just wondered, you know, does this reach anybody? And, and do I want to buy a Jeep because of it? That's, that's just, just my two cents. Uh, by the way, did you try and bet any money? You're, <laughs> I did. You're one, of, you're, I, one of, you're one of these guys. I, I am not, but I know you're into it. So
0: I, I smartly, in retrospect, I, I did it all on Saturday. So I, I assume you're referring to the outages that happened for, for a lot of these sports books across the country right before the game, which is probably the worst possible time.
1: Yeah, why would you wait, though, right? If you're going to put, like, you're expecting the line. It's not like somebody's going to drop a $5 million bet to move the line at half a point. You're not, why wait?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think the, I mean, I'll geek out here for a second. I think in in the two weeks running up to the game, you get the Sharps that bet immediately, particularly on the props. They bet immediately as soon as they come out. And then the public slowly starts betting and the public bets a lot right running up to it. So I think if you really feel like you have an edge, particularly if your edge is going to go against what the public is doing, you want to bet it literally a second before kickoff. Because that's the moment at which the the biggest amount of of square public money has hit things like the Mahomes passing over or the Tyreek Hill receiving over and things like that. Um, On
1: our our call this morning, people were talking about, well, it was a provider. It wasn't DraftKings. It wasn't FanDuel. It was one of their providers that they share. And I chimed in with what everybody knows in business. Fans don't care. I logged into DraftKings. I couldn't place a bet. I logged into FanDuel. I couldn't place a bet. That is where they're going to point the finger obviously they are not going to be pleased with the provider.
0: I know of course and it it you know there's a there's a few number of um to get technical for a second there's a few number of sports books that operating you know worldwide but here in the US that have own their own tech stack. Points bet being one of them. You didn't hear anything about points bet having trouble yesterday. One of the advantages to being a company that owns all of its own tech is that you're not reliant on somebody else if something goes wrong. DraftKings when it went public last year Part of that was a business combination with a company called SB Tech, and at some point, DraftKings is going to merge its data and get on to SB Tech, so it, again, owns all of its own tech stack. It's not there right now, and you're right. Camby, which is their back-end provider now, also provides for BetRivers, also provides for Barstool, Penn National. Those are all sports books that had trouble leading up to the game. It, it, it sounds like it was a back-end provider issue. But when you hear, and, and I've been guilty of this too, I sometimes hear these companies talk about, you know, owning their own tech and, you know, I'll admit it sometimes I roll my eyes. But this seems like a good example of one of those times when, when you realize, oh, that, that actually matters because at a time, you know, maybe the most important three hours for, for your sports book in a given year, you know, one provider ended up knocking down a number of competitors.
1: Is this enough to test brand loyalty or elasticity? Because if I couldn't place my bet on, I, I'm not going to pick on any one of them, but if I couldn't place my bet on platform A, did I immediately pivot to platform B and platform C because I have them downloaded on my phone? Or if I found that one that i that's the one I use, do I just go with that? I, mean, I don't know the answer, but you're probably more uh, apt to know whether or not folks have three, four, five downloaded on their phone or just go with the major brand that they're no, comfortable.
0: it's a good question another one that i was laughing at yesterday so you, you know i live on upper manhattan right near the george washington bridge yeah you, you I gotta can, go across, I the can <laughs> walk across the bridge across the bridge and place bets when i enter new jersey about halfway over the the walkway because it snowed yesterday the walkway was shut the entire day
1: and i wonder oh if
0: there are a lot of people in northern manhattan who were expecting to wake up on sunday walk across the bridge, open their phone, place some bets, and then walk back. Uh, that didn't get to do that because the walkway was closed. So something I chuckled about in the morning when I woke up, saw the snow, and realized that, oh, there's, there's going to be no you know, free entry into New Jersey up here just to, uh, just to open your apps.
1: Not the only problems with uh, sports betting. We uh, had a little stream problem on CBS. I mean, these, these are themes we're talking about now. Big time, future, revenue drivers now. Streaming, of course, pales in comparison to the audience that will be delivered on linear TV. We'll talk about that in a second, or rather we won't. Um, but yeah, CBS you know the stream also had problems. um Emily Karen, one of our reporters, said she was watching at the start of the game. They were like two minutes behind.
0: yeah I mean that you't you can't have that right it, it, it feels like deja vu here Scott because we talk almost every time about you know the the, the streaming capacities and granted the Super Bowl probably the biggest live streaming event. Of the year. I don't, we don't have the numbers yet. Unfortunately, we're recording before they're released. What are we thinking? Four million, five million people probably trying to get. Yeah, that's a about stream right. On C- yeah. CBS, all access or so something probably right around there. That's a lot. That's a lot of people, of course, for a stream. But, you know, as we talk about other sports, maybe giving even the NFL, giving an exclusive window to some of these providers, you can't have it. If the tech is going to be two minutes behind, you can't that that's enough that you're on social media. You're seeing touchdowns and interceptions and turnovers before they happen because you're opening your phone, you have friends texting you, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. And you're looking at a commercial because the drive hasn't started yet. Uh yeah, that two minutes is, is way too long a time. And and this is something that, as you know, every sports league is looking at as they consider whether it's time to give more exclusive content or, and, and live rights to provide to, to, to digital providers or whether to stay on the the cable and the network TV bundle
1: paging amazon <laughs> you know if you're going to you know if you're going to stream it it's it's got to work so many resources being devoted to the out of home measurement and that that streaming in bars and restaurants obviously that wasn't the big number this year because of covid but this total audience measurement is what everybody's speaking about and if you take a big ding on the digital you're losing you know several million viewers at some point and that certainly makes a, a big difference a uh, little business of the NFL you know Super Bowl ends and we hear uh, about an investment from Thirty Two Equity, sort of the uh, the venture arm of the NFL, been, and they're going health and safety.
0: Yeah, the, the NFL uh, Thirty Two Equity has invested in Clear, the company that you know a lot of people have probably used without even in knowing when they're getting on airplanes or when they're going into stadiums. Uh, to to kind of broaden the point, NFL Thirty Two Equity, it's it's a private venture arm seated by NFL teams back in 2013. They added another set of money. A few years ago so there's about 96 million in capital there scott and and slowly building a pretty viable investment arm in and of itself the nfl is
1: yeah well the thesis is simple you can always go and buy the services you need from these tech companies or what it might be or you can invest some seed money at the start and own a piece of a business that you believe will in some way in the future help your core product which is of course now Stadium operations, broadcast, tech, uh, streaming. So the NFL has taken that approach with Clear, uh, works with a ton of teams across the the pro sports landscape. We had uh, one of their executives on, Jerome Pickett, in our live event not long ago, and he talked about the health pass. In essence, on your phone, you tie your ticketing to your health and safety pass. So if you have a, a negative COVID test, you can hook up that data with your picture, with your ticketing so you will be deemed safe to or maybe whether you were immunized um all that data in one place on your phone and you can sort of get a clear clear bill of health to enter a stadium amazing stuff but you know that's where the nfl is putting its money it's interesting to see uh, how that pot has grown
0: yeah we could talk about two other real quick 32 equity investments on location the hospitality ticketing platform uh that the nfl launched is still an investor in but was sold to endeavor for 660 million dollars last year Kind of a tough timing to buy a hospitality company. Yeah, the NFL but,
1: actually, the NFL actually increased its stake in On Location. There you that go.
0: Deal. Okay, yeah, and and they have that company On Location has totally changed the ticketing market, especially for the Super Bowl, particularly for the Super Bowl, where you know all, almost so much of the inventory available inventory. It was true this year. It's been true in the past few years. Is available through On Location that the way the price, the speed at which they distribute and sell those tickets actually has a big effect on the market. Another one that our fans or listeners will know, Fanatics, a company that thirty-two equity invested in bought three percent of the company for ninety-five million dollars back in two thousand seventeen. I believe that's more than doubled uh, valuation-wise uh, for the NFL and you know, a, a company that is, you know, obviously a, a, a big deal and, and and almost a monopoly in in the uh, in the licensing and merchandising and memorabilia world. But but two good examples there of of, of where the NFL, via its private equity arm, is looking to put its money.
1: All right, let's stay in the good graces of Cora Veltman, social media manager. You can find everything about this podcast on Twitter at Sporticast. You can find the other guy at Novi underscore Williams. I am at Soshnik. And you can find Sporticast, which is the centerpiece of what will become the Sportico Podcast Network, wherever you get your podcasts.